0: Welcome to Little Decisions. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Victoria Cooper. I'm grateful you're here with me today. I have a fabulous show plan, so hopefully things go off without a hitch. And if they don't, well, we can laugh about that too. Today's episode is about kindness and living out your dreams. In honor of the movie by the same name, this episode is titled, Dream a Little Dream. Fun, right? Are you currently working towards a life dream? Do you know what your ideal life even looks like? Could you describe it to me? What do you think living your dreams has to do with kindness? Well, living your dreams is one of the kindest things we do for ourselves. Because going after our dreams gives our lives meaning and purpose. As for helping others achieve their dreams, well, that's one of the most selfless acts I can think of. Some dreams are big, others small. It doesn't matter the size. What matters is the drive to achieve. For today's episode, Dream a Little Dream, we will talk about the power of living your dreams and the inherent fear that often accompanies it. We will discuss other ways of expressing kindness, both towards ourselves and others. We will listen to quotes that inspire. We will hear a review of the movie Dream a Little Dream, because no episode with this title would be complete without it. We will also hear about kindness in practice, as well as the colors of kindness and how those can help one achieve their dreams. Stay tuned, where's Matters up next? For today's Words Matter segment, I want to talk about all the words that can also mean kindness. Why? Because one of my biggest dreams is for there to be more kindness in the world. That's why I started this podcast, or at least one of the reasons. What are other words for kindness? Kindness. Which ones mean the most to you? Next time you hear, see, or think of these words and concepts, think of kindness too. Here we go. Benevolence, care, compassion, concern, courtesy, friendliness, gentleness, goodness, goodwill. Grace, gracious, heart, helpfulness, hospitality, loving, neighborly, patience, philanthropic, sweetness, sympathy, tenderness, thoughtfulness, tolerance, understanding, And unselfishness. That's words matter. From the start of this episode I knew at least one quote for this week's quotes segment would come from Martin Luther King Jr.'s historic speech, I have a dream. Then I read the speech again and decided that all my quotes would come from this speech. So here are some quotes from the 1963 speech, which was delivered from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I say to you today, my friends, that in spite of the difficulties and frustrations of the moment, I still have a dream. I have a dream that one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream. That one day, on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at a table of brotherhood." That's quotes. I recently rewatched the 1989 movie Dream a Little Dream in honor of this episode. This 2 quarries classic both was and wasn't what I remembered. That's the fun and the problem with nostalgia, right? Not everything looks the same in the light of day. It has been decades since I've last seen the film, so I really didn't remember much. Dream a Little Dream is about finding yourself and about asking for help from friends when you need it. Ignoring for a moment the glaringly obvious racism, sexism, and bigotry present throughout the film, the film represents the epitome of 1980s idealism. If you don't remember, the movie is about a young Bobby Keller, played by Corey Feldman, whose life is in the shambles and he's in love with his friend's girl, Lainey. Lainey, played by Meredith Salinger, is discovering her own voice, and Corey Haim rounds out the cast as the lovable best friend with the broken leg the entire movie. I mention this last part because in real life, Corey Haim broke his leg just four days before filming started. The movie was part of a late 1980s mini-cycle of age swap slash body swap films. Other of these movies included Big in 1988, 18 Again in 1988, Vice Versa in 1988, and Like Father Like Son in 1987. There are also lots of classic 80 references in the movie, including when Bobby Keller mentions Freddy Krueger, referencing A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. And in Bobby's bedroom, a Lost Boys poster can be seen. This movie is a movie both Feldman and Heim starred in, in 1987. Summarized beautifully over at FastRewind.com, Dream a Little Dream is both an 80s movie and a teen flick which captures the true essence of surrealism and spirituality. Beautifully written by Mark Rocco, Daniel J. Franklin, and D.E. Eisenberg, Dream a Little Dream shows a viewpoint from two of the most poignant times in a person's life, the teenage years and the golden years. Quote, this movie is simply amazing, although probably a little too complicated for the average teenager to comprehend. The dream sequences are great, and the adorable scene where Corey Feldman dances like Michael Jackson to impress Meredith Salinger is an 80s classic. If there is only one 80s movie with true depth instead of only pure fun, it's dream a little dream, end quote. And that's your dream a little dream review. For this week's question of the week, I'm going to start by reading all three questions so those at home can play. Ready? Question one. Do you have an image of your ideal or dream life in your head? Yes, no, maybe, or other. Again, question one. Do you have an image of your ideal or dream life in your head? and your options are yes, no, maybe, or other. Question two, are you currently working towards a dream of yours, big or small? Yes, no, always, or other? Are you currently working towards a dream of yours, big or small? Yes, no, always, or other and question three going after your dreams takes courage yes no maybe or other going after your dreams takes courage yes no maybe or other I tried to be flexible with the questions this week hoping to get people thinking and asking questions back to me for question one My goal was just to see how many people out there even have an idea of what their dream or ideal life looks like. Maybe it looks like a day at the beach, or maybe it just looks like a life full of love and laughter. That's my ideal. Of the 17 participants surveyed, 14 did have an idea of what their dream life looks like, and it's perfectly fine to have no idea what that looks like, too. Sometimes, we are shifting and transitioning, and too much is changing to have any idea what the future holds. It's just as kind to be present as it is to dream. For question two, are you currently working towards a dream of yours, big or small? I just wanted to see if people feel like they are working towards something. I always feel this pull, a pull towards something bigger than me. And when I follow that trail, things have a way of working out better than I ever imagined. Most folks surveyed are also working towards a dream of some kind. Question three is a moxie based question. Going after your dreams takes courage. Yes, no, maybe, or other were all options. Every single person, all 17 surveyed, agreed that courage is needed to some degree to go after your dreams. These responses gave me hope. For question three, I had two responses I wanted to specifically focus on. These were additional written-in answers. For Jane Doe, she added to the question going after your dreams takes courage, quote, yes, absolutely, going after your dreams takes courage. Every day there are brave steps that challenge me. John Doe added, quote, it definitely does. However, it also takes the ability to be capable mentally of doing so. You can always work towards it, however. End quote. Thank you both for those wonderful responses that really codify the value of asking such questions of ourselves from time to time. And that's Question of the Week. For this new segment, Colors of Kindness, I wanted to talk about how I came up with the logo for my podcast. When I first imagined this podcast, The image started as just some colors together, like an abstract painting of some kind. And I didn't know then that different colors represent kindness in different ways. And my logo includes some of these core colors of kindness, yellow, green, and orange. I'd like to explain what those colors mean. Yellow stands for sunshine and promotes happiness. Green represents the power of nature, along with calm and hope. Orange combines the happiness of yellow with the passion of red. It represents cheerfulness, enthusiasm, and encouragement. If all those things don't describe me in this podcast, I don't know what could. And that's Colors of Kindness. For this next segment, Kindness in Practice, I bring to you conversations I have with friends and family about how kindness can be put into practice in your everyday life. Kindness can mean different things to different people. The meaning is in how you choose to show it. Be it through empathy, acceptance, kind gestures, thoughtfulness. The possibilities are entirely up to you. Kindness might look like being helpful or showing empathy. It may mean doing nice things without expecting nice things in return. For today's segment, I spoke with a kind friend, Gina Helms of Denver, Colorado, about these very things and so much more. Gina and I were close friends when she was in college here in Athens in 2010, and have remained in contact since then, primarily via social media. Gina is hands down one of the kindest people I know, so it just made sense to have her be the first guest for the segment.
1: I'm Gina Helms, and... Uh... I think I'm a naturally kind person and naturally I like to help people out regardless of like, you know, even as a kid, I would want to go help someone, you know, carry their bags to their car and step at the grocery store and um, was worried about like helping my little sister and helping my mom and my dad and wanted people to be their best selves. But that came out of a place that was very, as a kid growing up, like a very needy and I needed people to like me, and so I felt like, like trans, kindness almost became kind of, became, kind of transactional and that I would deplete myself giving kindness to people hoping to get something back in return instead of just giving it freely and having boundaries so I could give it freely and sustainably. So, so one of the things I've been working on uh, in my life is just like having a loving-kindness meditation practice and then uh, journaling uh, for... About like what I'm grateful for, in in my life, like I would still say like I'm, I'm definitely a work in progress. And, like, a yeah. lot of times you can be kind to people, and not be invested in like whether or not that's reciprocated, or whether or not they care, <laughs> or, or like whether or not they are mean that to you.
0: What random act of kindness have you never forgotten?
1: After I left UGA, I uh, took a semester off and I transferred back to Georgia State, which is where I started school, and um, I finished my degree in neuroscience. Uh, but they're not there anymore, but there was a toll booth on 400, uh, at exit at like Lennox, right before Lennox road, um, and 285. And so, uh, I was driving down, uh, to Georgia state, uh, um, for class, I guess. And, uh, I was having a really bad day and I was really stressed out and I wasn't getting a lot of sleep those days for a variety of reasons, but taking twenty two hours of classwork and half of them were science classes and I just wasn't in a very good headspace and uh and just in every conceivable possible possible way felt like an abject failure failure and terrible about myself. And uh I get up to the toll booth I'm waiting in this long line to the toll booth. I get up to the toll booth and the woman uh, says, uh, drops fifty cents in there, and says, "The guy in front of me, the guy, the guy in front of my car paid for me because he saw me in his rearview mirror, mirror and thought I was beautiful and looked like I was sad, and he just wanted to do something nice." <laughs> Aww, but he told her to tell me that he thought I was beautiful, and that it, it was just one of those things where. I like people don't do that. Did <laughs> not do that at the toll booth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was not a like it was like kind of always a drudgery sort of thing to go through the toll booth. People were always scrambling for cha- loose change for the fifty cents to go through the toll booth and everything. And so it was uh yeah, so it was just it made my day, it made my week. I've never forgotten, uh and uh yeah, it it was the best possible thing anyone could have done for me at that moment. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that. i yeah. well, And I love when I love when kindness like that comes to us right when we need it.
1: Mhm.
0: Like, yeah. No, I love that. Okay, good. I just really right. you well, need
1: to be reminded of some like good things in the world, and and that like there are just those random points of beauty in life.
0: How do you show kindness to others?
1: I volunteer a lot. So I volunteer with hospice out here in Colorado, and so I visit different hospice patients and help out with office admin work and. I uh I really like that. It it makes me feel like I'm doing something positive with my life because I have a desk job. I'm a I'm a software developer. I work with data. Uh and so not that like there's anything wrong with that, it's just I always thought that my job would have intrinsic meaning, you know, in terms of doing something good like being a doctor or a researcher or something. Uh mm-hmm. and my job doesn't provide that intrinsic meaning. And I think that's true for a lot of people. So I like taking a couple hours out of my week to kind of just put kindness, use time, my time to put kindness out into the world for just people I don't even interact with all that much. So I try to just generally uh, help where I see help and little help needed in little ways. Like I'll go, there are grocery carts that aren't put back in the grocery cart corral at the grocery store. I can put it. Into the grocery cart corral. It's like it's such an easy thing to do, and then the poor person doesn't have to, who works at the grocery store doesn't have to chase around grocery carts <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> they can just gather the grocery carts and put them back where they're supposed to go.
0: So, oh, how have you been kind to yourself today?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not great at being kind to myself either. That's <laughs> something I think we were talking about in the beginning. It, it's been a big part of my kindness journey. Is I don't know that kind of just like with the uh, on an airplane, right, you put on your oxygen mask before putting on an oxygen mask on anyone else. Uh, I, I don't know that you can really be kind to others without being kind to yourself first. Like I mean, you can in a short-term sort of way, but, you know, eventually, just like the reason they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first is you can't effectively help people if you pass out from lack of oxygen. And so you can't effectively be kind to people if you're depleted on kindness yourself. And and so, yeah, it's really important. But I have a hard time with it, and I'm trying to think of how. Well, so today, um, over the weekend, like, so we, we postponed instead of having this interview yesterday, had it today, because we were going to just fix my fence with my dad, and it turned into replacing 40 feet of fence. And... Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden it was Monday morning and I had work. And so I just, I just communicated to my manager and to my direct reports and people I was working with today. Was like, Hey, I have, you know, this house project that's gone awry. And um, I got up a little earlier this morning to take care of things before meetings. And I don't have a lot of meetings. And so like, I just need to take care of this today. Um, and I'll be available if anything comes up, but this is what, you know, like, I'll, you know, be done in the afternoon sometime and you know, catch back up during the week and you know, that was fine. And I didn't feel guilty about it. And I I used to there's definitely a time not too long ago where I would have felt very guilty for saying, Okay, this is what like prioritizing, I need to help my dad finish getting this fence up instead of you know, having my butt in my chair in front of my computer for like the full eight hours continuously
0: what do you think about a podcast about kindness
1: oh man i I think a podcast about kindness and dedicated to just yeah just kindness is a great idea because I, i think it's i think it's something really needed in our world right now at least a lot of people really are kind but i think we've kind of gotten into the cycle of not being kind and being um Uh, I guess not assuming – I feel like a lot of times we've stopped assuming good intent around each other because there have been so many social issues and so many political issues and health issues that have come up the last decade that over time it's just gotten worse and people are really suspicious of each other. And we've stopped really caring about each other and remembering that we're all – human beings doing the best we know how to do. And, and so, I, I, so I, I think it's a really needed time to sit yeah. and talk about and listen to people talk about kindness and think about kindness and what it means to be kind and not just merely be nice.
0: Thank you, Gina, for that wonderful conversation. If you would like to read Nikita's blog, that's Gina's husband and partner in crime. Go to nikitakazakov.com. dot That's n-i-k-i-t-a-k-a-z-a-k-o-v That's kindness and practice. to end the show today with some gratitude. I am grateful for everyone listening. You make me a better writer and creative, and I can't thank you enough for that. I am grateful for my kind husband and wonderful kids who give me love and support daily. And last but not least, I'm grateful to everyone out there trying to live their dream as best they can, one little decision at a time. Pineapple with care.